Welcome, welcome, welcome. I don't have any cool sound effects. I don't do a uh, server sign-on. Um, so what does he call it? Ser- not server sign-on. It's server... Uh, sound off. Uh, sound off. Sound off. Server sound off. Yeah, I. you know, I'm, I'm just a loser, guys. Uh, I don't have the cool soundboard <laughs> or any sound effects. Um, but uh, we are going to talk today. Uh, and, and I thought... Uh, so I'm going to say a couple of things, and then I really want to kind of get into our subject. And, and some people may or may not like this. They may be disappointed by this. Um, but uh, anyway, welcome to uh, Talking Trek. Uh, I am Bubba Joe. Uh, on the stage tonight, we have uh, Captain Mark. We got Trader. We have we got Karkin. And Steven Zaren may or may not be under a tire and be able to talk later. Um, so uh, anyway, so that's what we got. Hello, everyone. Hey. Hiya. Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday. So, uh, everyone having fun today? No. Sunday, been, fun day. I start a trial tomorrow, so I've been working all weekend. Oh. Boo. Hiss. Boo. Yep. <laughs> well, at least it's not a trial for you. <laughs> there he is. is. <laughs> I, I'm sad that you didn't get on when we were making fun of Canadians. Oh, all those, all those jokes went to went to waste. Uh, we can do them again. Oh yeah, I'll, I'll listen. <laughs> <laughs> he was too busy chugging it, chugging his uh, maple syrup. <laughs> yeah. No, it turned out that nice. I didn't have my headset in at the time, and I couldn't. Uh, sure, likely story. A likely excuse. <laughs> so before I, before we jump into the meat of this, I do have a question. It's slightly off topic. And something we didn't want to talk about, but I do have a question. How many servers have actually finished all of their IMS milestones? Because strangely enough, server 20 has not. Last I looked, um, we were close, close to finishing. Wait, right. are we on the last one, though? Yeah, we're on the last one, but I don't know that we're going to finish it. Oh, I mean, Let me log in. I've, I have not logged in for about uh, four hours, so let me see how we're doing on server 24. Come on, Chad, you need to build more ships. Yeah. During, okay, during this is a totally a whale problem. And I get it. But during the during the last faction hunt, I built so many level tw- 26 faction ships that I maxed my uh ship hanger capacity. I tried to build another and I'm like it's like you have too many ships. I'm like, "What? How is this nope. possible?" Oh no. Uh so I just oh, posted mine I, in in chat room, and we're <laughs> like ten thousand away or so from points away from finishing it. Yeah, we only uh, like you guys. Seventy-five just popped up on mine hmm. as I try to log into the game. Mm. Uh oh, uh oh. Is your is, did your entire server go on strike just in the? I no no nothing nothing. Well, I mean they could have for all I know. Uh, here, I'll just post it in the regular. It's, it's possible. <laughs> He's been temporary lo- temporarily locked out. The second builder thing, this sounds pretty awesome. Must be a brand new feature for it to pop up in my game today. <laughs> second builder? <laughs> my first thought was, did my game like blow up? Am I getting into a brand new account as opposed to my account? Um <laughs> <laughs> That is a worry. Uh, there you that go. Ops one. Concern. <laughs> nope. Nope. There's, Welcome to the there's, server. <laughs> there's my Franklin A. There's my Vorcha. I I am okay. 
Why um, it thinks I want second builder? I mean, I'll take a third builder. I'll, I'll do that. <laughs> um, sure. No, that's not a suggestion, Scopely. All right. What was? Oh, I was looking for uh, what we're doing on our server milestone. Yes. Uh, oh, we are really close. We are seven thousand points away. Okay. Oh, we're seventy five hundred. Yeah. I got to build five ships quickly just to catch up. <laughs> five ships. Five ships of what? <laughs> I guess for the hundred point one, that would be the rare G three. I'd have to build five envoys. A Burrell. No, those are two. Those aren't attack ships. Those don't give points. <laughs> so, you, you know, for the event, I finally decided to build an int, an int, and a uh, D four. <clears throat> They'll attack a Corvus, no problem. That's what two hundred points for the G three epic. Not yes, much. again, well, hundred points each. Not to sidetrack the conversation that we agreed on, but I kind of feel like if they wanted us to get these incursion tokens, maybe they should have just given them to us. Yeah, you know, that's, you know, that's, uh, that's not wrong. All right. Um, Trudy yeah, could have made so a pack for that or a gift yeah, chest. Right. <laughs> uh, obviously, uh, the event today has not uh, been... I, I actually don't know anyone who's done it. Um, the the milestone. I'm sure there are some. Uh, I do not know of anyone who's done it. My milestone is absurd. I'm not even going to attempt it. Um, I, I'm going to look and see if I can actually spend materials on any of my ships, like if I'm close in parts, and if that will complete the event just as it happens to be. But the 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 milestones are just they're just crazy, and and that was acknowledged by uh, DJ's uh, second announcement. Mm-hmm. Um. So DJ made an announcement earlier today that talked about what to let us know what is going to happen with incursions uh, starting tomorrow for APAC. Uh, Tuesday is the U.S. and Wednesday is EU. And I do not want to get bogged down into the conversation. And I wrote something and I'm going to just read it. And uh, if anyone wants to, you know, thumbs up, thumbs down, I, I don't want to get in, uh, into a detailed discussion. But um, so here's what I have to say. Um, is at this point, there really is nothing else to say. In From my perspective, the worst case, and I'll, I'll amend that to the most open position of hitting ships, that scenario has been realized. That will make some happy and others upset. The event will play out however it plays out. Getting us all riled up again serves no purpose but to upset players, which is why I don't really want to dig into it and talk about uh, incursions today. They are right around the corner. They will play out however they're going to play out. And that's, I mean, getting upset that you can hit ships in a system, getting upset that you uh, can't or, you. I mean, whatever it is that this isn't going to make everyone happy. We're just going to let it play out. In my opinion, let it play out, see how it works. Maybe the entire server relocates and bubbles up. Maybe an entire server doesn't relocate and you guys will go to town and people will have a blast. But I think at this point, talking about it, rehashing the information today is just going to upset players. Uh, any any thoughts there, Trader? No, I think that's a good point. I think we all have our thoughts and feelings on the issue and our expectations of what is going to happen and what is not going to happen during uh, many of during the duration of these incursions. If history is any lesson, so. A mark. I think it's the universal constant. There's always going to be something about someone. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, Karkin, anything? 
Uh, be less concerned with the uh, the pixels that might get destroyed, and be more concerned with possibly having your ship stuck in another server or lost to the void. <laughs> I mean, oh my god! Wow. Have, oh my god! We have no idea what technical issues may or may not come up. <laughs> Um, so like, again, it's all speculation at this point. We know something about the events. We've seen the events list. We now know their structure mm-hmm. a little bit better, but yeah, there's, I mean, all we're doing at this point is speculating. I personally but, think there are going to be issues because there have been issues in every single new event that is launched, but maybe this will be the exception. It, maybe I, I this have, will be the one that doesn't. Yeah, this will be the one they get right. One thing to say to the APEC servers, one thing, may the odds be ever in your favor. There you go. That's that's that wraps it up nicely, I think. Okay. Um, all right. Do you so, have to put up three fingers when you're doing that, or just one will do? <laughs> just one will do. <laughs> the right one. Yeah, exactly. You have to whistle, though. If you don't whistle, it's no good. It doesn't count. Uh, <laughs> sure. If you, if, you can do, if you can whistle, you put up three fingers. If you cannot whistle, it's just the one. <laughs> all right. Uh, <laughs> you're number right. one <laughs> that's that's what that <laughs> finger means you're number one all right everyone so uh what i Billy, put you getting all this up, i didn't put <laughs> i didn't put anything in the announcements i don't have those kind of privileges what steven's aaron thankfully put in the announcements for me uh i want to talk about what makes a a successful arc right we have struggled as players to find very successful arcs uh, this year. And I think that there's going to be some ground rules, right? I can say, well, I want better rewards. Trader can say, I want more PvP. Mark can say, I want another seven-day mining event. Um, No. That's not what I want to talk about. (laughs) (laughs) I want to talk about what are the things, regardless of the subject, regardless of the new event or the new widget, what are some of the things, think of them, or what are the guidelines that we as players think should be followed when building an arc? What are the things that once the arc runner has built the arc, we would want them to go through this checklist and say, did I violate any of these rules or guidelines? Okay. Um, so see, Joker, I, I don't, that's, that's good. Um, I like it. I don't think, I think that's, that's because of the way... <laughs> Thank you, Juby. Because of the way that Scopely is structured, where there's a team working on mechanics and a team working on events and a team, I think, separately that's working on stories, um, it's very difficult to get them to align. Like, I just don't know that we're going to get there to, to really align them. Um, so here's the, here's the very first one, right? Here's the very first thing that this is rule number one. And this is a rule that we struggled with in 2021 and we didn't have for the better part of a year, and now it is starting to come up in 2022, okay? And rule number one, in my opinion, is do not send the entire server to a single system. If your, event is, if your event is, I want people to go to a level 22 Klingon system, fine. Make sure there are like four level two Klingon systems that you can go to and blow apostles there. You cannot send the entire server to one system. Thoughts from the panel? It'd be two yeah. full servers, actually, wouldn't it? Yeah. So, so during the <laughs> curse, that's exactly right. And 
I'd have to say that also would apply to PvP events. You'd want different areas for different brackets of battle. So even in a... You wouldn't want just a single system. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if they can split it up in, in, uh, according to, to brackets, uh, the systems would, would, be, would have to be multiple. Yeah, you can just send them all to one. It's right. crazy. So, so um, all right. So we're going to get to some of these. So uh, we're, some of these, but we're not going to change. We're not going to pick specific, some of the ground rules here. We're not going to pick, uh, you have to have more PVP because some people are going to like that. Some people are not. We're not going to pick. You have to have any specific events. We're not. I would like to steer clear of rewards, although I will have something in here to talk about that a little bit, at least in my head. But again, we've talked about rewards. I think there is a rule that you can put into rewards, but I don't think it is. I, I don't think there is. Um, I don't think we're going to win that. Like I, I would like to be able to take these and give them to DJ and have him hand them to Echo and go, do these seem reasonable? Can somebody do a check for the next arc against these rules? Because these are easy things, in my opinion, to overcome, right? Do not send the entire server to a single system. Send them to four systems. Send them to eight systems, like we were talking about. The call to arms event. Uh, not call to arms. The um, What's the uh, PvP event that no one ever PvPs? They only PvE. Um, what am I thinking Rescue of? Rescue the crew. Rescue the crew. Um, yeah. So with Rescue the crew, they're broken up by roughly ops level and power, right? So they're not sending the entire server into one system. When they do the Disco PvP event, which everyone knows I loathe, they send everyone to beta systems. So they're not going to one beta system. They're going to any of the beta systems in territory. So that's why I think rule number one, and I, it, it bothers me that it has to be said, but evidently it does. Rule number one is do not send the entire server to a single system. problem with the, the Disco one... Uh... Generally, if you run into into the beta systems, there's usually only one that's active because that's the one that has a takeover going mm-hmm. on. So everybody rushes to that one anyway. You can go to the other ones, but it's you never know if anybody's ever going to be in there. So you know that there's going to be somebody in the takeover system, so you rush to the ta- takeover system, and that's where you do your, your PvP. You that's almost it, have to catch someone saying in Galaxy Chat, hey, I'm here in beta, this beta, and then someone yeah. might build from there, and you get suddenly... And with Fog of War, you're not going to be able to see it, anybody, so, you know, why, why would they even so, bother going there? So let's talk about that, right? So, so are you saying that even though for the Disco PvP event, when it has run, that people end up still kind of coming just to a single server, single system, and yeah. that that creates the same problem? Or yes. do you find that, that this is kind of the same thing? So it, similar to that, my example, other than the ones that were obvious, where they were sending us to the yellow space uh, in the last arc, is exchange. So I'm, I'm actually going to disagree. In my experience, the PV, like the disco PVP, where it's like you got a PVP and a beta system, mm-hmm. there, I have yet to see an issue in gameplay with there being too many players there except when they people actually want a PvP. And on our server, at least, a pretty decent chunk of um, lower-level players or players without a territory will go to Tola, like the little Madagascar of uh, territory captures. They'll go to the beta system there and kind of meet to PvP. So 
I, I just haven't seen an issue with it. Uh, you know, people get really upset when <clears throat> you come in and try to hit their ships when they're in the middle of a takeover. So you get lots of love notes for doing something like that, uh, where people aren't paying attention. But yeah, in terms of like over, in terms, yeah, in terms of overloading a system, I haven't seen that because there's like oh, there's a discrete number of players there. There's a discrete. So you're, if you're looking for a disco, it's different than trying to wait in one system with a thousand other people for one level 31 hostile to proc. So it's a little bit of a different dynamic, I think, because people are coming in, they're going out, they're, you know, they're doing their thing. Okay. I haven't had an issue so, with the I haven't had an issue with the disco one. It just sometimes it becomes a player self, you know, a self reliance thing to go out and actually figure out a zone to meet people in to do it. If you're okay. not hitting a TC. But I don't have, so, haven't had an issue with that. If there was going to be an event that they wanted to send you to a level 22 Klingon system, or they call it out by name, what is the minimum number of systems that you think should be included? Is it, is it only two? Is it three? What should, if they're trying to send everyone to a very centralized area, what's the minimum number of systems that should be included in the event? That Honest? depends on what the Wait, event the party is, says right? Five. Yeah, yeah. Like, what I, is it a long term hostile grind or is mm-hmm. it a go and get it done and on your way type deal? Abs- absolutely. That's exactly well, the question. What are you actually doing? Let's assume it's a hostile grind, right? I mean, oh. it's, you know, let's assume it's not PvP. Let's assume it's not, but it's not hit two people and leave. Like, it's not the capital system. It's not Parabellum where you can hit one heavy and leave, right? So mm-hmm. let's assume you have to hit 50 hostiles or something. So it's a I, little I bit of a grind. I would agree with four or five systems then. Uh, otherwise, you're just going to be too overloaded with players. Okay. Well, if, four or if five. You, if you compare it to the the Borg, uh, when you when you're doing Borg uh, hostiles, and they have the mm-hmm. three thirty was it three thirty four systems? Thirty three. They have th- thirty three systems. Three thirty threes in Romulan space, and then they have one thirty three outside of Romulan space. They they mm-hmm. don't seem to get bogged down. Uh, so. I, yeah, I would think four systems probably is a good benchmark. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I like that. Okay. So, uh, and you guys, there's lots of things in the chat. I'm going to come back to some of them, um, but I really want to kind of talk about, and, and a lot of you are speaking very specific things, right? You're speaking, you know, uh, I don't want a PvP. I do want a PvP. Um, I want to close the loop on officer sourcing. We could talk a little bit about officer sourcing, but I would like this to be actually that's not a bad one. We can talk about in general terms, but um, officer sourcing is something that is probably going to fall a lot closer to rewards, which is not something we as players are going to have any control. Right? We're not going to be able to tell Scopely. I mean, we can tell them increase the rewards by a factor of ten, and they're <laughs> going to laugh at us, and then they're going to give us this arc. Okay, mm-hmm. so I think what I'd like to do is give them some generic rules that can be applied to any arc at any time that will allow us to play the game, allows us to play the game without them having to go in and edit something that they should have been able to catch the first time around. That's really what I'm kind of getting at. This has been mentioned multiple times in chat, and it's something that I think every one of us here has talked about. The first step before the arc rolls out, and I mean before, not like two hours before, but like days before, they should be releasing a description of what the arc is about 
and what the events are going to be. There is no reason to sit on that information. This is the only mobile game that I play that does that. The only one. And I don't understand it. It contributes to a lot of frustration. There should be more transparency. And there can be more transparency. It should be easy to do. We know that they have this information because it's been leaked out before and you know gotten published at the wrong time before. So we know they have it. They should be disseminating it early and often and not hiding things. So, so this stuff should be locked. I would think the events should be locked like, as far as uh, without major changes before, before they run. Mm-hmm. And if they're locked, get that info out to the, to the players. I mean, Absolutely. you know, so, so here's, point? here's holding it back. Exactly here's right. A bit of, here's a bit of information that I've been given uh, and I can't say where. Um, that it's not locked. Like, what? I was told that things about incursion changed from the time that we got our preview. What was it? Wednesday? I think it was Wednesday. The Wednesday before the arc. Um, there, things changed since then, and what's actually being deployed. Um, so while I agree with you, if it's locked in, I think that we should get an early access. But I. I don't think that it's locked in like we think it should be. And and I think maybe that, well, I don't think. I know that that's like absolutely the worst way to plan something like this. Again, going back to experience with other games, right? One of my games has a brand new feature that they just rolled out the beginning of July. And for a month prior, they were posting in in the game Discord, here's what this mechanic is going to look like. Here's videos of of how it's going to work. Here's you know, here's information. Like, they're not hiding these things. They're giving it to players so that they can prepare. And if you are going to put, like, talking about incursions specifically, right, this is clearly something they have put a lot of time and a lot of effort and a lot of money into. They were taking servers down for months to do this back-end maintenance so we could do this. Why aren't they done? So if what they're finishing it now... That there's something wrong with their programming, that and or their how they're planning this stuff out. I, I just don't. I, I don't so, know how you fly by the seat of your pants like that. So, so here's here's the example that I'm going to use because it's all uh, all publicly out there. Um, on Wednesday, when we got the announcement, the uh, timers, uh, shield timers, were going to be paused. Right, they were going to be paused mm-hmm. when the incursion happened, and they would resume after the incursion. Right, yes. and. That tech doesn't work. That's why it's not <laughs> happening. It does like it's like they said this is what we want to do, and the reality is they can't do it because it doesn't work. Like how, okay, so and I understand that, but how did they just find that out? Right? Yeah. I, we know that people have been testing this mechanic. <clears throat> why is Scopely just finding this out? I, I don't know. And I don't know how they found it out. I don't know if it was some sort of test that they ran or Something they thought was working and, and wasn't when they tested it on a live server. Who knows how they discovered that and why they had to change it. And that's fine. Okay. I, you know, we're not going to fix Scopely Engineering. Okay. Yeah, that's true. I do agree that getting information out ahead of an arc in time to make changes is a useful data point. So I want to... I want to structure this. This is what I've written down, and because uh, I want to, I'm going to give this uh, directly to uh, DJ so that he can uh, give it to Echo. I mean, I can give it to Echo as well, but um, but I, I think it will it will um, it might get more attention that way. Um, that's my thought, at least. 
uh, provide information ahead of an arc to get feedback for unanticipated um, potential pain points, right? Get the information out there. This is a big thing coming. This is a new feature coming. This is what we're thinking about. What do you guys see? And someone go and someone can pipe up and go, uh, well, how's that going to work with a cloak? And they go, oh, shoot. How is that going to work with a cloak? Right. You know, they can, yeah. they can, you know, they can get some feedback from the widest possible net. Mm-hmm. Don't hold it in close to the vest. Like, hey, uh, turns out this breaks every cloak in the game. We can't push it out. Right. We're going to have to do something else. We're going to have to pivot to something else. And that, but, you know, at least get the information out there, even if it's at a high level, like the briefing that we got from Echo on, uh, on uh, incursions, right? There wasn't a ton of detail there. There was enough. And we got some more on the show. But I agree. Getting this information out there so that the widest, your most active players, the people that you reach on Discord and through the website can contribute. So I agree. Rule number two, provide information ahead of an arc to get feedback for unanticipated potential pain points. I think that is an excellent, excellent guideline. Um, Okay, so my rule, uh, my next rule, uh, and we're just, you know, we can restructure these if we think there's a reason to have them as important. Uh, My third rule is do not launch new events on days when you don't have support. Now, whether Scopely wishes to solve that by having the Arc Runners and Live Ops and CM all available on a weekend when they launch an event, great. But if they want to continue operating where there's no CMs, there's very little Live Ops, and there's no engineering support on a weekend, then you cannot launch a new event. Events that you've run before can absolutely run on a weekend. I fully expect... And this is something that's been brought up on another server. Someone's like, I only get to play this game a ton on the weekends. I'm so upset that Incursions is not on Fridays. You know what? I'm glad Incursions is not on on a Saturday, not Friday, on a Saturday or Sunday. I'm glad Incursions is not on Saturday or Sunday. Because if it launched on a Saturday or Sunday, oh my goodness, would we be in for a world of hurt when the thing just falls apart. So do not, do not, do not. So so my rule is uh, do not... New events, including scoring, if I could type hooks, on days when, when Scopely does... Carried it one. Tap over. <laughs> <laughs> does not have uh, engineering, live ops, and CM support. Readily I'm all for, I'm all for them uh, adjusting uh, the game uh, in order to uh, account for player feedback. But uh, once the thing is locked, uh, and, and like I said, if, even if it's not, if, if they thought it was locked and then they get feedback afterwards, and they're like, oh, well, maybe we can tweak it. Um, that's fine. Then don't don't just rush it out there then. If, if you need to do more, if you need more time to fix things, fix them before you, you launch. Agree. You know? Push it. it just, what's what's the why is there a rush to put some, a bad product out there? What's you know what's the hurry? I, I'm sure they I'm sure they have deadlines that they're trying to meet. Um, you know, months they're looking at you know an actual month. It's is it any wonder that the arcs always launch in a calendar month? I mean, there's there's no reason the arcs can't launch one one week away from each other, right? There's there's no 
technical reason that we can't go one week between each each arc and end up with you know an extra arc right like there's no reason we couldn't do that there's no reason that the calendar couldn't be structured that way other than that they want it to be aligned to a calendar so it's aligned to a calendar which means occasionally a couple of times a year we get an extra week between arcs but there's no reason that that couldn't that 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 couldn't just be altered um, yeah, I mean that that part I don't mind too much because that kind of gives it a little bit of uh, uh, like you can anticipate better. Like if you know mm-hmm. it's coming every month, that's you know you know it's something to look forward to, or yep. at least you can kind of plan a little bit in somewhat uh, for resources and such. But um, if it, if the thing's not ready, then then if you got to push it a whole month, push it a whole month. Right. Make sure it's working before you just throw it out there. Recursions aren't ready, then don't. Don't just run them out there, and because you're, you're going to have more problems with people backlashing than you would if you put out a product that worked. Yep, I agree. I completely agree. But then you run into the question of what do you run in its place? There's plenty of other events that can Parabellum. be run as, as uh, yeah. You, well, I mean, if you get it, if you get to the end of the if you get to the end of your planning period, and you're like, this new thing doesn't work. We and un, we have un we have unanticipated problems we cannot push this feature we got to wait until the middle of the month then every time that feature was referenced in an event you pull that event and you stick in parabellum or you stick in jelly hunt or or jelly brawl or you stick in faction hunt right they built up enough events right now that they they have enough that they could run uh, events that are are proven and and work so every day of the week for for months so sir tail so i am fully I fully believe it has been told to me many times by multiple sources that they are planning arcs months ahead. Engineering is working on things right now that will not see the light of day until the end of the year. Okay. So they are working ahead, but I do believe that they get to the, they get to the the brass tacks, the nitty nitty gritty of, okay, we're ready to push this and go, we didn't think of this or this isn't working the way we thought it was going to, or it was working on the test server and it's not working on the live server. Um, so I, I, you know, they are working and planning. I can, I can, with as much confidence as somebody without an NDA can give you, they are working ahead of time, but they are, but they, there are struggles and there are things that, you know, there are oddities in the way that, um, you know, when we get uh, a single officer or we get an officer that doesn't really align with anything, it's like, well, why are we getting that now? It's probably pushed from a different month when it wasn't working. Um, so, so anyway, um, okay. So we have three rules. Uh, I, I have another one, but I want to hear from the panel. Trader, uh, Mark, do you, uh, Tarkin, do you have another rule that you think should be a part of our ultimate guide? Trying to come up with one on the spot. <laughs> Thinking a good one. But uh, you sure. seem to be concise so far do not disagree okay. with anything you uh, said. I'll, I'll throw my next one out and then we'll start to take, take some from the chat I, I, I do not own stonks uh, of scopely or or anyone i mean other than what's in my uh retirement plan uh sorry dr juby I, i'm sure you're crushed by that um <laughs> all right rule number four and this is another one that uh that is fully into the arc but it Honestly, don't know if the arc runner has full control of this or if there's another team that controls this, but this is a rule that would apply to them. Okay. Uh, and the rule is very simply this if you are going to require players to hit a specific level of hostile, send them to that level of system plus one. If you're going to tell people you have to hit level 24 hostiles, 
especially if it's in this system only. But if you're going to tell them to hit level 24 hostels in a level 24 system, that never goes according to plan, ever. Because the 24s and 25s will be gone, and then all you'll have is 23s. So if you're going to require that players hit a level specific level of hostel, you have to send them to a system that is that level plus one. So that every time a hostel spawns, it is a legitimate target for that hostel. Agreed. What do you guys think? That's a, that's a great. That's a great. By that, uh, missions and quests too. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Missions, quests, uh, uh, events, whatever. Um, so I don't have a problem with having to hit a specific level of hostile, and I don't have a problem with hitting hostiles in a given system for a mission, right? Because not everyone's going to get to the mission at the same time. It kind of violates rule one, but not everyone gets there. So you're not, the whole server doesn't usually show up at exactly the same time, but you absolutely cannot have 60 hostiles floating around in the system. None of which are, are going to help you solve the, or are going to help you engage that mission or that event. So, um, when so, Especially if you have uh, to go and grind hostiles. I mean, if you're hitting one, uh, that's a different story. Uh, I think you can kind of get away with that. But if you don't, if you're if you're trying to grind for a mission, uh, forget it. Fifteen or ten, or whatever, however many, uh, and everybody's trying to go there at the same time. It's it's going to be a nightmare. Mm, yes. So what I wrote down here uh, after uh, explaining that here is when you require a player to hit a specific level of hostile, you must send them to the level of system that is one greater than the level of hostile. Yes. Okay. Perfect. All right. So I was thinking of one. Um, I'm not quite sure how to formulate it, uh, but it well, pretty much involves something recently where a, a certain ship was required to, her, to hit a certain type. So, and normally yep. in some situations that's okay, but for apparently for what level 50 plus, you guys have picked one ship, you didn't get all of them. Come on. Yeah, What's I wrong know. With you guys, talking. Yeah, so I, it, that's a very specific event. Um, and I think, I think the general rule there is, um, is that, so let me see. Pick if I one or the other? Events. Well, if you're going to so have events, a specific ship, don't make them have a specific level? No, I, I'm actually. If you're going to have okay a specific level, let them sh- have the ship that they want to use for it? Or well, at least have. I think that. What I think there needs to be is there needs to be in any ship mechanic in an event like that. But obviously, if you are working within the guidelines of that event, then it is much easier. And I'm okay with it even being like five times easier, right? I need to hit 10 hostels if I'm doing it with the exact ship they want me to use and the exact crew, or I have to hit 50 hostels with my best ship of that level, right? I'm okay with something like that, right? That, you know, if there isn't any ship mechanic. Now, the problem is, is that they will like to run these like all at the same time, right? So they'll want to have an explorer one and an interceptor one and a battleship one. And if they're all running at the same time, the any ship mechanic completes all three for one. Okay, well, that's obviously, I don't think that's the intent. But if they run them on day one is the interceptor, day two is the battleship, and day three is the explorer, then this works, right? Because you're not tripling up your value of doing the any ship mechanic. Um, so I think that... Uh, 101%. That's an odd percentage, but I'll take it, Sir Tail. Um, so, uh, you know, you get 100, you get 110, you know, I, you, you know, 101, that's uh, very specific. Um, did you use an equation to come to that number? Um, he just barely agrees with you. 
No, just barely. It would be like 51%, right? Uh, oh. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. Um, <laughs> so He moderately uh, agrees with you. That's as high as so, he's maxed out that particular stat. He, he can, he's only got it to 101, not 110 yet. When requiring... He needs to use the uh, exocomp. Yeah, that'd do Use a specific... Get boosted by the Cerritos. ...ship specific <laughs> the, the, the giant orange pumpkin uh, that uh, worst skin ever yes that skin is absolutely horrific for a Wait, great which, ship no less which which skin are we talking about Cheeto skin. skin okay yes so well they're gonna, definitely Cheetos yes, I'm, not buy, I'm not gonna buy the Cheeto skin like I've already, I, we were on stream, and I gave my reasons why I'm not going to buy it. Uh, Trader, I think you said you did buy it, you liked it. Um, I, I don't need it, right? It doesn't it doesn't help me at all. I know some people with a lower tier, it's going to make a difference for them. Um, it's not the worst skin, not by a long shot. The it's worst looking ugly. skin. It's just ugly as sin. Ugly as sin. It's like you dip the Cerritos in Cheeto dust. Yes. Yes. Yep. I think I think that the I still think that the G four minor skins are worse. G four oh yeah yeah those are pretty useless too. <laughs> like they are utterly useless and they're not that good to look at. Like if you're if you're balancing the two, I will agree. The orange just the orange really bugs me. I agree with you. I don't like the orange. Uh, I yes we know it's on the show. Let's remove the whole playing. I said that on the last show when uh, when DJ asked. I know what it's from. I just don't like the look of it in the game. I think the orange is really it clashes in a way I don't really appreciate. Um, so that's from? just me. Um, huh? What is it from? I, I missed that part. It is from. So it's the uh, is it is it even the finale of season two, or is it earlier on in season two? I know it's season two. Okay. Later on in the season, um, it is the finale, yeah, because that's the episode that goes back into the dry dock, and that's... Wait, can I give spoilers? Is it okay to give spoilers for Lower Decks? Yeah, of course it is. Okay. Yeah. okay. Spoiler um, alert. So yeah, so, it's okay as so, long as you yell spoiler alert first. Spoiler, <laughs> spoiler alert. Um, so, uh, yes, so in that episode, uh, they have a situation where the whole plating is going to, I think, attract some asteroids or something. So they have to strip off the whole plating, and the end of the episode has them back in dry dock, having the whole plating being reapplied, and the uh, captain gets arrested. Because uh, right. they found I'll have to, I'll have to that episode. under the hull that she was transporting for the Orion Syndicate. Yeah, they're uh, they're spiked Doritos. <laughs> yeah, they've been they've been um, crushed up with meth. Captain broke bad. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> well, then it should have been blue, not orange. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. So, so we hmm. haven't... All right, so I know everyone wants to talk about rewards. Um, yes, rewards. What? More rewards. We need more rewards. Okay, we need more rewards. We need how better rewards. We, how... So this is... So... This doesn't fit into the rules, right? This doesn't fit into my, you know, uh, you know, bill of rights of rules. You know, don't violate these. Um, we'll call the sidebar. What I'm going to ask, it's, it's a separate thing, right? What I'm going to ask, um, and what I would ask uh, Echo to ask Billy, uh, to say, hey, at this level, 
level 44. The buildings they need to go up to level 45, there's two buildings that require rare umpty squat. And your events are only giving out uncommon. Isn't there a mechanism where we can have events give out some rare? Maybe not every event, but some events should be giving out rare. Or to go to level 41, you need uncommon, let's say, which I don't think you do. Uh, but let's say you did, and there's no, like the refinery doesn't give you uncommon, the events don't give you uncommon. There should be something to, there's someone should be looking at what are the requirements to go up in level and making sure the events and the refinery are giving you that thing in a way that is, you know, makes it at least possible. Because right now, the events aren't doing that, right? I'm at 55, I have multiple buildings that only require rare and None of my rent events give rare. Is that an intentional slowdown, though? Are they doing that as like a, as a, a holdback? Well, I believe that it is like that at multiple ops levels, not just fifty five where I'm at. Um, so I, that's my request. I don't think that's something we're going. That's not something that we can have them check at the end, right? Um, you know, at the end of the arc, you know, checking for these rules to see if they've been violated. Um, so I don't, that's my request is that I wish somebody at Scopely, they got an intern and said, okay, your job is to look at, go to sdfc.space or Spock's club or wherever, and look at what it takes to go from this op level, ops level to this ops level and compare that to what's in the event rewards. Cause I'm not entirely convinced anyone's ever done that. Well, I would agree with you. I don't know that they have. Sure of it. So, um, you know, that would be my hope that they that someone could do that. Um, it's not something that's going to be handled on an arc by arc basis. This is something that needs to go into every arc from the top of terms of rewards, right? Because I'm sure I don't know this for certain because I've never gotten to talk to Billy, which is probably good because I would use bad words. Um, <laughs> I don't believe that, but Billy for says, a moment. <laughs> if you paid me chicken nuggets, I'd go check it myself. Um, that Billy says you're allowed to give out this much in materials and resources for the month. And they go, well, that doesn't work. And it's like, but, but Billy, Billy, this is what we have. No, 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 no. This is all you're allowed to give out. Um, I, and I saw your PM, uh, BK, I, I, and I, we'll get to some of that. Um, the Somebody along the line needs to say, okay, but you don't give out what the players need. You're never giving out what the players need at that level. So how are you, I mean, other than you want them to obviously buy packs, but you can give them 50 rare. They need 2000 of it. You can give them 50 rare and they're going to be on a slow path and they're going to be able to make progress. And then eventually they're going to get to where they're going to look at it and go, well, that's only a pack away. I'm going to drop the money. I'm going to get the pack and I'm going to go there now, as opposed to waiting another four months. Right. So, but if you're giving nothing, like, if you're giving no advancement towards that, people are going to look at it this month and go, well, that's 14 packs. And next month, they're going to look at it and go, it's still 14 packs. And the month after that, they're going to go, it's still 14 packs. And if that doesn't mm-hmm. discourage them to quit, then I don't know what will. But they're certainly not going to be invested in your game. You have to allow some sort of progression. So that's not one of the rules. It's not one of the things I think that, you know, is going to be something. It's not simple. It's very specific to event rewards. Um you know, we all think event rewards should be bigger. Okay. So, but let's talk about um, spend. Okay. So let's talk about the event today that has everyone super excited. And by excited, I mean angry. Okay. 
and I don't want to get into the minutia of why this event is frustrating, but I don't believe, and I want to hear the panel, that I don't think it is fair to say that any one event should require you to spend more than what you earned for the entire previous month. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's a lot. Like there could be two or three spend events. Okay. There could be two or three spend events that went, but each one of those cannot be more than what you earned last month. So that way, if you did save and you can invest in each one of those events, or you're going to pick and choose, I'm going to put my investment here and not here, my materials here and not here. Um, So players then have to have the choice to make, but it is unrealistic to say, we want you to spend more materials than all of the materials you spent, you earned last month for a couple of reasons. One, you don't always have the access to actually use those materials. Not at, if you're a G3 player, like you may not have any buildings to upgrade. And so you're restricted to ships and you may not have any more ships to upgrade because you don't have enough faction credits. If you're in tier four, you may not have the parts. All you may have is your buildings and research, and you may be stuck behind a couple of walls in your research tree. G5 has the same problem. So even if you earned all those materials, you may not have the access to actually spend them. But it is unrealistic, in my opinion, to ask them to spend more than the total that they earned the previous month. Yeah, I agree. Totally agree with that. Just in the design or growth aspect of uh, game progression. If you're going to, and, and I'm talking, I've never put, have a, yeah. I'm sorry, finish your thought. No, go ahead. Well, if you're going to ask someone to put that much into a, a single event without allowing them some form of uh, path of, you know, at least having it within a month, one month span, you know, like the one, then it's ridiculous. Yeah. And I'm amending this because I just realized um, a single milestone event. This doesn't apply to, leaderboards where you can go nuts and spend yeah that's you know, your choice leaderboards that's are your choice thing, right but... but never have a single milestone event require you to spend more materials than the total materials that that were earned the previous month okay anything else from the panel no not on that i mean on a, a, another rule we got we got six so far so it's kind of a corollary to that, but it's a personal pet peeve of mine when I go through the missions and they're like, uh, your reward is going to be uh, 50 par and you're going to have to donate uh, 2 billion. Like making sure that the mission payouts are actually uh, in line with what you have to expend during uh, the missions themselves. So it's kind of a corollary to what we just talked to, but I think it's something that we shouldn't forget. So how yeah. would you word that? Making sure the mission payouts are correlate to the expense. I, I don't know how else to say it besides that. It should be better than you than that. It should yeah, be it, but it, you should at be. least break even. You shouldn't be worse off for having to do the mission. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but, I mean, if you're doing a mission and you're, you're taking the time out to do that, I think your payout should be better than what you're spending on the mission. Whether it be uh, in shards, I mean, it doesn't have to be one for one, but if you're doing shards, then, you, you know, get enough shards that it's worth, a, like you said, a two billion payout. Uh, yeah. Two billion um, right. charge. Right. And, and there yeah. can be currency conversion, right? You know, we yeah. can have an event that requires you to donate steel and you get tritanium, right? Right. 
I do not want to be donating a billion steel and getting a thousand tritanium, though, right? There are already ratios of tritanium to steel versus to lithium. You can look at your packs and see how they ratio out, right? Um, but make sure mission payouts correlate to the expense of completing the missions. Completely, I'm, I'm, I'm completely on board with that. Um, I've seen one in the chat a couple of times, and I'm going to put it in here, but I'm going to, I'm going to amend it a little bit, okay? Uh, and that is align special events with regular with regular events now the amendment to that is if you are going to run swarm events in a month you do not have to run them on sunday but if you are going to run swarm events in a month some of them should be on a sunday okay so if you want to run a swarm event on you want to run say six swarm events in a month okay two every week one of them should be on at least two of those Sundays, and the others could be on other dates, right? But if you go, I want you to hit swarms on a, in the ARC event on Saturday, and then Sunday you need to hit swarms, and then on Monday the ARC event's going to require to hit swarms, and Tuesday the ARC event's going to require to hit swarms, that just frustrates players, especially yes. if it's something they're not regularly engaging in, like swarms, like worms, like exchange. There are a number of things that not every player engages in for whatever reason, Maybe it's rewards, maybe it's cost, maybe it's travel, maybe it's engagement, whatever the reason is. Um, so, so my amendment to aligning is you do not have to limit yourself to those days, but you cannot avoid those days. Like if you're going to run six swarm events in a month and none of them are on Sunday, that's unacceptable. Um, so that's my, that's my thought there. What do you guys think? BK, oh, there's a few worms, rules. Worms need to die. Yeah. There's a few rules that uh, could fall under the branch of don't frustrate players. Right? Keep That's them a really good rule. Them. Yes, yes, it is a great rule. But, I'm going to actually make that the, the, the headline. Do not attempt to frustrate players with your with event design. All right, so let's, let's talk about what, what to that, frustrates players. Yeah, what um, frustrates players? I'm, I'm recalling an episode or an instant where that uh, Snake Eyes was really passionate about where he there was an SMS that Nick he was, was on the show. Do. No, like a while, while, while back. This is like an, a few months back. I can't remember when it was. Maybe even a year ago. Um, he had the incident where he was unable to complete an SMS or had extreme difficulty completing it because the event uh, was not uh, point value to where his at, was at his level. Mm-hmm. Like make make if you're going to do events, make sure people can complete them. Yes. Be aware of your game and what level people are when you put an event out for that bracket, especially. I don't know how we can word that better, but I just remember right. large frustration from Snake Eyes on, on, you know, something that caught, he couldn't spend his common and he was level 40. I believe that was the incident. So he, the common didn't give points in the event, but that's all he could spend. So 8A, rule 8A is make events completable, consider ops levels. Warp ranges, cape ability to spend materials and resources when spent. Yeah, I think they have to take into consideration that the materials of, of the materials players have available at that particular time. Uh, not everybody's going to have everything because of one spend event or another. You know, some yeah, people spend to zero. Small sub bracket because it only affected people at level like 40 or 41. I can't remember. All right. Exactly. So, so Twizzit 
Uh, you you write something and it's gotten a hundred percent, and I'm actually going to disagree with you here. Um, I think that the completionist event, in my opinion, should represent a dedication to the game that requires you to complete the events. I don't think that there should be a buffer. Um, I I disagree that there should be a buffer designed into it. I think that's what it represents. Now, if you needed to complete every event to get the battle pass, that's different. I mean, that's that's different. And but it, but the completionist event at the end of the overflow event, I am a hundred percent on board with that being you played in the battle pass event and completed it every single day this month, whether you liked it or not, whether it was ATAs or anything else. So that's I, and if you have a power outage, like I get. I get what you're saying, right? What if your whole country has an internet outage? Well, that is a situation I'm not going to ask Scopely to consider every time they're building an arc. I understand that. Damn you, Rogers. I think they would take a look at that on a case-by-case basis. But if you have a power outage in your block, go to McDonald's. Free Wi-Fi. I did. They were shut down. No, they had, Dunkin' Donuts. Free Wi-Fi. There was no so debit for a day. Starbucks. Free Wi-Fi. So <laughs> let's, be, let's separate here because I think you guys are talking about something else. A completionist event is you've done everything. You get this token thing for completing the event. A meta is different. I think the metas should have the ability for you to overflow. Now, DJ has told us, well, if you do that, then you can just miss the mile. You can miss the material spend and Scopely doesn't get what they want. Fine. Okay. I think the metas should have the ability for you to be able to somewhat pick and choose to do the things that are best for you to do, and there should be some wiggle room. Not a lot. I don't think, even think it should be a complete event. I think you have to have done... I think that if you miss the top milestone of an event, there should be enough overflow to be able to catch up, right? If you did three of the four milestones of the meta event, and then the, you did every other meta event, that should be enough to complete the meta, in my opinion. But the completion is... The completionist is you did everything. That's what it represents. Yeah. There shouldn't be overflow there, in my opinion. It's just like that, a loyalty card at your pizzeria. If you don't buy the ten pizzas, you don't get your free one. That's a good. That's a good way to put it. I mean, you got to buy the ten in order to get your free one. That's what loyalty is. The loyalty so, program. Um. So yeah. So I. Um. Yeah. I. I think that the the ten D meta. Um. I. I understood that. Um. It's a good point, Sir Tail. I think that the, the metas for officers, if you got close, like I do think that, like for example, here's here's my example. If you if the meta has six events and you did five of them a hundred percent, that you can do the sixth one at seventy five percent and complete the meta. In my opinion, um, that means you showed that you engaged with a lot of the events completed five of them and got close on the last one. I think in my opinion, that's acceptable for a meta structure. And again, that doesn't get into the, that's not the rules here that I want to talk about. Cause I don't want to get into specific events there. Um, but that's my opinion that a meta is a different thing than a completionist event. Maybe it's the same. Maybe Scopely treats it the same and thinks of it the same, but I do think that the completionist event is really, um, it is telling you, you've done this thing. In fact, I would love there to be a unique avatar that is only the completionist. It's never put in an event store. I know Ripper would kill me. Um, and says, and I think most of the time there is something, although it's usually like uncommon. Especially if it was but a mining this event. Is, 
this is something you had to engage every day this and it but it doesn't change the game it's not going to give you 50 percent um more critical damage it's not going to give you you know uh you know 300 percent more mitigation nothing game changing like that but a token of call it bragging rights a token of something that you can use to say this separates me from the people that couldn't complete this event and it could be resources it can be an avatar it can be a lot of things, but I don't think it should be game changing. I don't think it should apply to um, uh, an officer, uh, uh, an officer sourcing meta, because I do yeah. think there should be some wiggle room in a meta. That's something yeah. DJ and I disagree on, and evidently Scopely and I disagree on. But I do think it's not going to be a full event of missing. I think it's going to be if there are six events, you have to do five of them. If there's twenty events, you got to do nineteen of them. 0.75 like i don't believe there should be enough wiggle room for you to pick and choose which events you want to do you can pick an event and say this is the event i'm only going to do 75 percent of and then i have to do every other event i do think there should be some wiggle room but i you know i don't think it is a full event that you get to miss and you get us a, uh, a red skin for your d3 <laughs> ah. now you're just triggering him <laughs> It's unique. You get a now. It, 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 <laughs> well, the skin is uh, <laughs> the red D three is a whole unique. It's a whole different ship. All right. What other things frustrate players with event design? What other what other frustrations do players have with event design? Because I like that being the top level rule. Yeah, frustration is uh, has been high. The umbrella Maybe. category. Yeah, it covers a lot. I mean, one of the things that. I really enjoyed about the lower decks arc was just how well everything worked together. Now I know not everybody liked lower decks. I have a thing to say about those haters because I loved it. I thought it was a lot of fun. It was really enjoyable, but there was something about that arc and, and it was, it had a sense of fun, like irreverence. It wasn't, you know, it was the best arc of the year. I'll give it that. I, yeah. I, well, <laughs> That's, that's not but, saying much <laughs> but I, you know so there I, I think Scopely needs to remember that the game is supposed to be fun and it isn't supposed to be a grind and make you feel like you have to spend your entire day in the game doing the same things over and over again has anybody uh, hello guys hello Bubba hey hey. Uh, I've been listening for a little while but um, I missed the first half. Has anybody mentioned anything about making PvP worth it for once? I mean, that's one of the most no. frustrating things I feel like for almost everybody. Because so, you have this. So, no, but that's because we're trying to stay Sorry, away I had from a phone call for a sec. Um, Go ahead. You, well, you I, I feel like PvP is more of a all-encompassing kind of thing, like a problem fundamentally with all PvP in the game. Rather, it's specifically events around pvp but they just never pay out well um yeah it's so, not it's so, it's not enough to get most people engaged that's all so i, I you're not wrong okay um and <laughs> people are putting words in my mouth um you're not wrong but that's not what we're trying to talk about here i agree pvp is a problem that there is no game advancement for PvP. You get no advancement. The chests aren't advancing your game state. You get no advancement from PvP. 
Well, I'm just talking even the events themselves. The events, typically, most of them don't even pay. uh, A lot of the time, they may, some of them line up with, um, they may line up with similar payout for other events. However, they throw in the mechanic where you can just go do something, go hit worms or something instead. And I just feel like that takes a lot out of the game. And I understand why they did it, but for the people that really like to PvP, it just sucks all the fun out of it. So I, I, I hear you. Um, I, I, I agree with you. That's not the discussion I would like to have for this particular show. What I, uh, the ground rules I put up front is we weren't going to talk about specific events. We weren't going to change any engineering rules. We were trying to address things that are, in my mind, maybe incorrectly assuming, Simple changes to arcs, simple rules for arc design that can improve the game. So, and and if you missed it, the, my rule number one is: do not send the entire server to a single system. These are the kinds of things we want the arc runners thinking about when they're designing an arc. Um, okay, now I understand. I missed those. Right. Rules. His so, point. That's okay. Does sort of fall under the make sure that your rewards are commensurate to the effort of the event you're doing. Yes. You're going to go expect people to go kill other ships then you have to make sure you're covering their rewards in their, uh, their repairs in the rewards. See, that's another thing, too. When there are events that ask you to go, like, if I go PvP, I mean, anybody's just going to run for me at level 54. You know, a lot of the people that are available for me to hit either run or obliterate me. So, uh, you know, if I'm going to stick my neck out there and play the game, it'd be nice to at least get paid my repair costs that'd be great okay so but how do we so let's talk about that for a second so how would you do that okay let's say they said we're going to give you three full repairs of your g5 uncommon ship we're going to give you three full repairs of it and in the process of you participating in the pvp event you get blown up five times do you think you should get two more repairs for free i i don't know I don't know what the right answer is. Okay, so I agree. And it's a complicated question. I don't know what the right answer is either. I think that um, I I think that that's where you have trouble, right? If to complete the event, um, I need to hit, you know, four ships, and the first four ships that show up, I have to double tap each one. And they're only paying me to repair my ship twice. Well, they did compensate you to repair your ship. It just the event was harder because of the competition you were going against. so I, I don't know how to, I don't, I can't see a way to fix it. So I can't tell Scopely how to fix it. I can't give them that information. I mean, it, is it, it a scaling be, issue? I mean, what well, do you it also has to be balanced with think, the other path, but, the, the PVE right, path. So, right. So, but the other part of that is if they're not even covering one repair, then clearly it's wrong. And most of the time they're not even covering one repair. So I think that it's a worthy thing to bring up and say, Hey, can you look at this, right? I have a G, I'm, I'm an Ops 54, I'm an Ops 55, I'm an Ops 57 like Trader. Um, my repair bill is X and you're giving me half of X. You're asking me or telling me to go participate in this event and I'm not even able to cover the cost of one repair for this event. That is, in my opinion, that's where the problem lies. Now, if they decide to address that, then there's going to be, well, I actually had my ship blew up four times instead of two, and I only got two repairs. I want more. 
uh, okay, I don't know how to fix that feeling that what your statement was, was I want to get compensated for my, for my effort in the event. Can you do the event and blow up 10 ships and never have to and, and repair that one time? Sure. But there's going to be other like, times where you're going to run into people that, you know, you're going to have to repair four or five times to complete the event to. So, but at the very least, it has to cover one repair. And we can debate where how much more than that it should be. But I agree that the very the barest minimum has to cover one repair of the ship that they are expecting you to use, which would be your biggest ship for a PvP event. Right, if they use that as kind of a standard. And I, and I get it, you give somebody an inch, they take a mile. But, like you said, I think that would be a great starting point, that it would at least cover a ship repair. Sure. So, again, not really kind of what we're trying to do here. We're trying to come up with very simple... Um, simple things that can be checked, can be looked at. Um, so, um, so I have, I have another one sure. that came from chat, which is something that we've talked about many times can make brackets, the P the bracketing for the leaderboards and whatnot, make them consistent across all events. Don't make them like, Oh, this one's going to be 50 plus this one's going to be 45 plus this one's going to be everybody. I mean, to make them consistent, pick something and stick with it. So, okay, so... And that's from The Little Prince. Not, I, I, it's a good suggestion. What is the solution there? What if, what if Scopely comes back and says, there can only be eight brackets for an event? Our technology is from 1974, <laughs> and we can only have eight brackets for an event. How do you want me to fix it? You want my personal opinion? I think update the software. Yes, that's fine. But fifty-one, fifty-one plus should be their own bracket because they are in a world by themselves. I think it should be forty-six to fifty, forty-one to forty-five, and like thirty. It's been so long since I've been in my thirties, but like thirty-five to forty, and then I would group them that way. Oh come on! You can't be that old. Yeah, thanks, Mark. Thank aren't, you. Aren't uh-huh. a lot of them already brackets like that, though? So there Not are a lot of brackets. Are. Not all of them, but a lot of them uh, are bracketed like that. And we can go to STFC space and look at that. Um, so I think that uh, I, I agree. The brackets them, are... Just making them consistent, though. So everybody goes into it knowing what to expect. This event, like every SLB that you look at, is going to have these same grouping of players. Whatever that might be, end up being, it's going to be the same for everything. Because it should be the same for everything. Consistency is an issue in some brackets, too. Because like if you have a damage okay. event, and you're 51 to level 60, I mean, that's a huge chasm. Okay, so let's, let's pull on this thread for a little bit. Okay, let's say that all the brackets are the same for every event types. doesn't matter if you're doing a hostile hitting event or an ATA event or something. You know you're in the 36 to 39 bracket. Let's just pick one that say that was a bracket, right? Um, well, for hostile hitting, 36 to 39 is probably okay. Um, for material spend, it's probably still okay. might be a little different. Uh, ATAs? Not balanced at all. Why is it not balanced at all? Who can tell me why it's not balanced at all? 38s don't got no epic. Correct. So I'm not sure. Well, I haven't tried. 
But I'm not sure it's easy, easy, it is as easy as that to say all the brackets are the same for all the different events, right? Um, I I think that there is some. I I think that all of the brackets should be built such that they are aligned to that specific event. Like for an ATA, um, it has to be this. If you want to include players that can't build the Armada Control Center, they have to not be grouped with players that can build the Armada Control Center. If you're going to have a Borg event, you have to group players that are not able to build a Vidar, not in the same bracket as players that can build a Vidar, but they could be in the same bracket as each other for a generic hostile hitting event, right? So I, I haven't tried doing that. I don't know if it is possible because of all of the different spider web of things that are coming together to make this game what it is. If you can actually do that outside of every ops level is their own bracket, which I have, I, there, I think there's zero chance that Scopely is ever going to do that. My guess is technical limitation. Um, well, but, well you beyond know, that, but, you're going to end up with like one person who's op 60 on your server, like getting their own leaderboard and getting right, their own, all their the own time. That's just not going to work. Correct. Yeah. That's not going to work. Um, we call that, we call that the, uh, um, uh, the, the Neo, we call that the Neo bracket. All events first past 60. 50 should be cross-server events so, against all servers, so all the 50s just fight I each other. I hate you so much right now. <laughs> um, no, uh, so I, I don't... I like the idea. I just wonder if we're asking for something that cannot actually be realized. But I like the idea. I like the idea of every event is the same bracket. So you know... Uh, that every event this month is this is your bracket. Your bracket, you're competing 36 to 38s, and the next bracket is 39 to 41. And the next, and your all the events this month, you see an event that comes in, and it is 51 to 54, and then there's a 55 plus or something like that. Those are going to be the brackets in every single event this month. I completely agree that that sounds like an ideal state. I just don't know if it is possible with the complexity of this game and the where where things become available to players. Are there enough fifty five pluses to make a bracket? Uh, even on my server, which is fairly progressed, we have six people, maybe seven now, that are fifty six plus. You're t- again talking very small brackets. Eventually, uh, I think that's why they, they. I think that's why they made the bracket so wide, is so that that. The upper levels would have somebody to hit. Yeah. I mean, I I think separating, like, keeping in mind that there's a difference in my mind between PvP brackets and event brackets, I have thoughts and feelings about PvP brackets specifically and have no uh, sympathy for somebody that grows, outgrows their server to the point they have no one to hit. And that includes me if I were to get in that situation. That being said, I think. You know, again, it's not having a lot of sympathy for people. So I've chosen to spend and progress to level 57. And if that means my ops has made it so I've got to hit bigger hostels to more efficiently finish these events, then my choice is to do the events or not and just deal with it. I mean, I don't ha- for that reason, I don't have a problem being lumped in with the 50 plus bracket for most events. I just think it it makes sense, you know. On Scopely's side, uh, and God forbid I bend them in something. Um, <laughs> Doesn't it leave a bad taste in your mouth? 
I, I, you know, I, it, as soon as I thought it, it was like, oh, do I really want to say this? Uh, <clears throat> but anyways, um, for for them, they're not going to want to lose large players because of the. And I know they do have some sort of value to the investment that you guys put in because they wouldn't have jobs if if he didn't. Uh, so they're not going to want to lose you guys um, for something over something as, as as lame as not having something you know to do in the game. What? You know, so that's why I'm sure some of these items are being rushed without being checked and not being complete. That's what us free to play are here for. Um, right? Yeah, well, right entertainment yes. for the big wig whales and your quality control <laughs> too, apparently. <laughs> so. We're all beta testers on this this great game here, um, but yeah, they're not going to want to lose the larger players because they're they're losing their largest source of income. So if they don't have, if you guys don't have anything to do, what's what's the point of coming into the game and logging on and then in turn spending money? Nothing. Well, I that's got a lot. Yeah, but that chicken game out it counts. <laughs> I love the chicken game. I do love the chicken game as well. By the way. I find it to be endlessly amusing watching those little chickens run around and sending them into outer space. Endlessly amusing. No stress, no pressure. I can log in when I want. It's great. It's great. And I haven't, you know... I'm not playing until there's dragon eggs. (laughs) (laughs) I got all the way up to... What's what's your... We're going to take a sidetrack here down this. What, What ship do you got there, Trader? On my farm... Mm-hmm. The hold on, I gotta I gotta pull up the name of it. I have neglected my spaceships, but I am on the Quintilian Chicken, which I will take a screenshot because it's freaking hilarious. Um, it's essentially the Millennium Falcon. It's amazing. Very nice. It is amazing. Uh, I will. Everybody's viewing pleasure. So this this is a game with chickens. And spaceships? Send your chickens into outer space. You're sending wow. chickens into outer space. Why is that not just obvious? Um, the oak tastes better when it's harvested from zero gravity. So, exactly. A little slightly scrambled from takeoff and landing, too. So wow. I have a... Uh, my, my best ship right now uh, is a Battlestar Egg, Egglectica. <laughs> Jeez. And it, wow. it, when, it, when you try to send I, it up, it says... Some ships are too large, and it has the little raptor that they used in the show that yeah. sends a crew up to the ship to send it out. Awesome. So I, again, I've been neglecting my spaceships, but there's one that I can eventually unlock that I'm just going to point out looks a lot like the USS Voyager. Yes. I don't know what it uh, is. I, all yeah, I can I see, see is one little that looks shadow. an awfully... I see one that looks an awfully lot like a Defiant. Oh, see, not, yeah, not for nothing. But those graphics look—it's very similar to what the Fleet Command looked like the first year. By the anyone <laughs> thinking copyright infringement? Anyone copyright infringement? Eh, you know Shut these egg stealers down. Not, not <laughs> if you don't call it the the real names. <laughs> if it's the Egg Millennium Egg Millennium Falcon or something or the. The Millennium Chicken. Millennium All right. Chicken. So enough chicken. <laughs> en- enough, enough chickens. Um, <laughs> although I, 
I will admit I do love this game. Uh, it has it has filled a void for these, me this month because I haven't been playing very much Star Trek Fleet Command, and it doesn't look like I'm going to be playing very much more as the event moves on. But maybe things will change. We can always hope things will get better. I, um, you know, you know, Bubba Joe, I've found myself in much the same situation. It's like the, you know, we've talked about this before, and I don't know how it fits into like feedback for an arc runner, but I think it has to be considered. You look at these events and you look at the time and the effort you have to put in and what you get in return. And, you know, it might be my perspective as a pay to play player that you look at, okay, well, I can get 95 shards of this officer if I bought a pack and that will take me two seconds or I can spend, you know, 45 minutes having to grind out three officer shards that are going to be do me no good whatsoever. And then you think Welcome to yourself, to my I'm, world. Not, I'm never going to use this officer anyway, so I'm not going to bother with either. You know, it, it's, I think they kind of lose touch with what the players actually are willing to do in the game. Because I haven't done, aside from the battle pass events, I haven't done any of the events since the arc started. It seems like your 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 chicken game does the same thing because uh, that uh, picture that uh, Garrett just put up um, it says lay ten trillion dilithium eggs yes. and your reward is one hundred thousand. Um, oh no no those are soul those are soul eggs that you get those are different and well worth the grind. It's a trap. It's a trap. The way it's worded, it seems like it's not not that not that great. It's a, it's a lousy trade-off. It's not, it's not, well, actually it isn't if you understand. It's more than a discussion than we want to get into, but if you knew how soul yeah, let's work, Let's, let's decent, circle this back around. People have already started to complain. We're off topic. All right. So uh, I'm going to, I'm going to, I want to revamp. We've been going for almost an hour and a half. Uh, I'm going to revamp uh, into uh, what the rules were. And then, you know, because DJ told me I can kind of have fun with it. We're going to, uh, we're going to play a game. I don't know what the game is. I don't know what we're going to give away. But we're going to play a game of some kind. Tic-tac-toe. Uh, so uh, we're going <laughs> to... Uh, I will need uh, I will need a... Uh, um, <laughs> uh, I, I don't have any stupid news, Dr. Juby. Uh, I really don't. Uh, so we'll, we'll do a game of some kind. We'll give something away. The egg uh, topic was the prize closet. That was And uh, do I have... Let's see, is anyone currently on the enough. stage? So uh, if if you are listening in, I'll try and scream your name, Stevens Aaron, because um, because uh, uh, I think you're the only person currently around that has the uh, um, uh, has the uh, the ability Arnie? to pull a name from a hat. So <laughs> you have the nice. power. <laughs> All right. Uh, so these are the rules we came up with, and I, and I want to go over them, and we can. And Handy, since you weren't here for the beginning of it, uh, we can absolutely. Um, uh, we can absolutely talk about uh, if you have any comments. So, rule number one: do not send the entire server to a single system. Um, if the design is such that you're trying to send them to a system, the minimum number of systems should be four. Um, and then, as a sub note to that, I say: see the success of board probe events versus the pain of exchange hostels, right, or any other event that sends people to a singular system. Um, so I think that's pretty self-explanatory. This is something that I think should be obvious, but obviously is not obvious. So it's something I, th- I really hope they will think about uh, moving forward in the future when doing art. 
Uh, rule number two, provide information ahead of an arc to get feedback for unanticipated potential pain points. And this can be, this can be with a feature, with uh, uh, a new, you know, you don't have to give everything out for the arc. I know they're never going to do that. I mean, as much as I wish they'd release the, uh, the, 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 uh, the, the patch notes, you know, three weeks ahead of time, they're never going to do that. That's fine. I'm just, I'm not going to fight that battle, but like they did with, uh, like this event, release it in enough time that you can get feedback and act on that feedback for unanticipated potential pain points. Right. Um, so that's, that's rule number two. Um, rule number three, do not launch new events dirt, including new scoring hooks on days when Scopely does not have full engineering live ops customer uh, uh, CM support readily available. Um, we've talked about this in the past. It seems we have an endless loop of new events that launch on the weekend and are full of bugs. DJ ends up spending hours um, trying to uh, trying to work on behalf of the players to engage with the one live ops person. And there's no engineering support to be found. Like it, it is a a very frustrating position for the players. This is a pain point. Again, these are kind of pain points to try and be avoided to make an arc more successful. Uh, rule number four: When you require players to hit a specific level of hostile, you must send them to the level of system that is one greater than that level of hostile. Uh, so what we were talking about there is when a mission says. Go kill hostiles in Rator, and Rator is all right. Who has Rator's uh, level off the top of their head? Is it like a twenty-nine or something? Twenty-nine. I, I think that's correct. Let me see here. I'm in game search. Any more of that is copyright. I stopped just in time. Why won't? Why is my search not working? No one told you life was gonna turn this way. <laughs> Rator is level 29. Excellent job. All right, I got to go back and look who who got that first. Oh, it's a, it's an intern. He can't get a prize. Uh, <laughs> but well, da- well done, Pipwald. Um, well done. So, yes, level 29. So if you are sending people to Rator, the level of hostile you should require people to hit in Rator is 28 because it's a 29 system. We have an endless number of missions. And events that launch and tell people, go to this place, hit this level of hostile, and it just becomes a pain point for whatever it is that people are trying to do because they get there and the only hostiles are the ones that don't work. And so then they have and to hit Everything hostiles. that spawns in the system be a viable target for your event points. That's a good way of putting it. Have everything that spawns in the system be a viable target. All right. Um, rule number five. When requiring players to use a specific ship to engage in PvE, include an any ship, I'm going to put that in quotes, any ship mechanic that is, that is much less efficient. Um, so we talked about this. This is kind of specific to the events that launched last week where, uh, you know, the milestones were impossible if you did not have the top level of ship you could have. Um, you know, so if you, were, if you were a G5 player and you didn't have the uncommon or rare ships, uh, of that class, that those events were basically impossible. Uh, I'm okay with things being harder. I'm not okay with things being nearly impossible. So you can make easy events that are engaged in the exact thing you want players to engage in 
But if you're going to do that, there has to be in any ship, in my opinion, there has to be in any ship mechanic to allow players to engage with their next best ship. Okay. Uh, no, right. but that that would be worth less points, or yes, worth the yes. same so amount of points. Say, yeah. So let's say uh, you needed, and I'm just going to make this very simple. You needed uh, 50 points in an event. Okay. Uh, if you use the exact, if if it's a, if the event wants you to use an explorer with Pike, and you have to hit, you know, your level plus two, like that's the only valid target, right? Um, and you have to use an explorer, and you have to use Pike. Okay, so I've got that crew on that setup, and I go and I hit, and it, uh, and I only have to hit, and you get ten points for that. So then I have to hit five ships. Right, and then I get to complete the event. Or the end of ship mechanic would be, you know, one or two points. Okay, well now I have to hit twenty-five ships or fifty ships, but it's not three hundred ships or a thousand ships like there was for the events that we had earlier. Because you know, if I had to use for me personally, if I had to use an explorer to hit the level of ships that I have to normally hit, my best explorer is not even max is my jelly. Right, I guess my jelly is better than my enterprise, but I have a tier eight enterprise. So if it had to be a faction ship, my tier eight enterprise is the only one I get. Um, a jelly is, you know, whatever. It might be better. So it is. Players are not going to have access to every the jelly. Jelly's not considered tier. a faction ship, though, right? No, no, it's not, and that's what I'm saying. Like, if it had to be a faction ship, I would have to drop down even further, right? Um, right. Or even more specifically, if I had to use a federation ship, my best federation ship is a tier eight enterprise like the original one because i've scrapped all my max ones um so like that's my best federation ship like i don't have a g4 federation ship i certainly don't have a g5 federation ship that's it so maybe you shouldn't have shouldn't have scrapped all your ships (laughs) i didn't scrap any of the g4 ones i just never built a g4 federation ship never was needed right i could do everything i wanted to do with my pile and coronar and tribune and so you you had to do a federation at your level it would be impossible is what you're yes correct if i had to use a federation ship and hit hostels that are at my level it would be impossible for me or i'd have to hit a thousand hostels or something like that so that's what that event is getting at uh rule six never have a single milestone event require you to spend more materials than the total in materials that were earned in the previous month all right so i want to make sure people are clear here this is not uh well if they're going to make me spend if they're going to have five material spends in a month the total of those, those five material spends is not more than I earned last month. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying a singular milestone event cannot be more than the total of what you earned the previous month. Okay. So that's kind of like the event that we had today, but it also gets back to other events where we've talked about milestones for, for metas and things like that. If the milestone requires you to spend more than what you could have previously earned in the previous month, and, and again, there has not been a met. There's not been a single month where there's only been one material or resource spent. There's always more than one. I'm saying that a singular one cannot be more than the previous month. Okay. Which means if you saved up everything and had the ability to spend everything, you were going to be able to pick an event and be able to do it. But you're not going to be able to do both, right? Unless you have other banked up resources. Joker. This should um, really not ever be that big either. Yeah, so I, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm behind a few messages. I'm back up on uh, uh, Pipwald. Uh, I want to address this for a second. Make storyline mission arcs claimable for lower ops fellows, even if they can't complete them. 
So are the lower ops players able to claim the tokens for the missions, even if they can't get the missions? Does anyone know? I've been able to grab them. I, I've been keeping ahead of the... But aren't you like <laughs> level 48 line. now, Karkin? <laughs> 48? No, not quite. Still in the 30s. I'm 38. Oh, okay, 38. So, ah, it's, it's close. Um, right? It's only a few away. That's only a few away. That's like, that's like <laughs> two packs or something. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and you'll be there like tomorrow. Oh, if I sped up my... Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> sped up time. Uh, does anyone in the chat know? Uh, did they get the tokens to claim the missions, even if they can't do the missions? Because at 38, you can do the missions. Well, that's exactly the point I'm getting at, BK. It's um, new with the new holodeck feature. We're we're kind of still figuring out how this is affecting each bracket. Okay, so you different. don't even get the token. I know you can't get the missions, but you're not even getting the tokens, is what I'm hearing from Spice Girl and Plain Simple Garrick. Do we need tokens anymore, or are they just showing up in the holodeck? Yeah, well, that's what I'm tokens. saying. There's a, gift chest, there's a gift chest that gives you the tokens to go get right. them on the holodeck. Gotcha. Right. The, the, the last chest we got uh, gave us enough that's supposedly for the whole arc, I would think. Uh, yes, yes. So I think that I agree. Uh, Spice Girl, Plain Simple Garrick, uh, Joker, I think, brought it up initially. Um, so I agree. I don't think that the mission should be claimable by any player. But I do think you should get the tokens so that you get to do the missions for free when you have when you get to the level where you can do them. So I think that's something that we should be taking up with DJ and Echo uh, the next time DJ is back from vacation. I, I do think that is a a hundred percent reasonable request. Um, so yes, Turtle, the holodeck has a purpose uh, is to allow players access to missions they either missed. Or missions that they uh, would like to do again. That's the purpose of the holodeck. And partly it's just so. consolidating all the missions in one place. Right. All right. Um, and enabling Barkley to live out his life in a holodeck. In a holodeck. Loves it yeah. In there. Um, yeah. <laughs> He's got no anyone, life anyway. So. Anyone know how we get more Barkley shards? That's what I thought. Um, <laughs> all right. Rule set. Yeah, that, they should be in the holodeck too. Put some Barkley shards <laughs> in the holodeck. Uh, rule seven, make sure mission payouts correlates to the expense of completing the missions. Missions should always be a net positive. Um, to a lesser extent, this applies to events as well. Make sure event rewards are commiserate with the cost to participate. So that's rule seven and seven A. Here's a thought. Uh, if you replay a mission in the holodeck, um, on the replay, you also get additional Barkley shards. Sure. Sure, that'd be kind plus, of cool. Plus whatever the original... Um, isn't there already Reward a quest chain that's going for do complete archive missions? Just extend that to... Oh, yeah. There was with the original Barkley chain. I seem to review. I had to complete two of them or something. Okay. So maybe And rule eight... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Finish your thought. No, that was, that was good. That was it. It was a trailed-off thought. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> uh, I, I, I can hear my voice starting to crack if you guys can't hear it, so I want to make sure I finish this out and, and get out of here uh, at a reasonable time. Uh, rule eight, do not attempt to frustrate players with event design. And the examples we gave are making events completable, considering ops level, warp ranges, capability to spend materials, etc., and then aligning events with regularly scheduled events. They do not have to overlap 100%, but they need to overlap some. Okay, so rule eight is very generic. Do not attempt to frustrate players with event design. Like, you can challenge players, but you should not be frustrating players, is the point. Here, here. Uh, Amen. Uh, 
anything else. That's our eight rules. Eight rules for dating my teenage trader. Um, <laughs> Ren Ducey brings up a new one. No new currencies. All all capital letters I and don't, exclamation points. I have to kind of side with DJs on that one. Like New currencies avoid a lot of issues with blah, 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 blah. He said it so well. Yeah, I'm not... I'm not going to agree with the no new currencies. Oh, I um, hate new currencies. Oh my God, I hate them. So and I hate I when hate... I end up with like you know, uneven numbers that I can't spend on anything. It's just, oh, it, it annoys me more than I can say it. So, I, what? Trader, I will 100% have your back on currencies need to be cleaned up, right? There needs to be a way to, if you have 72 of a currency that the US only can spend in hundreds, there needs to be a way to turn that currency into something that you can actually use in some sort of converter. So I'm 100% on board um, with that. No new currencies is, not, is a non-starter, in my opinion, because otherwise you're limited to the currencies that we have in the game, and you and I are dealing in trillions of steel, and trillion, tens of trillions of steel, trillions of tritanium, you know, a trillion or multiple hundreds of billions of dilithium, you know, or you're building a building that requires G3. And you just said, you know, the other night, I think you said you had tens of thousands of G3 materials. Yeah. <laughs> Without new currencies, things cannot be limited. And I do think that there mm-hmm. is a need in some ways to have things be limited a, a little bit, not as much as Scopely limits them. And that's where you and I are going to agree. I think they do limit them too much and they need to be a little bit more um, open with the new currencies. But I also agree that new currencies are necessary for the health of a game. What we can do is we can take all the leftover currencies, throw them in a Vitamix, and make a exactly. uh, exactly. parcel smoothie. Yeah. Exactly. Take all your well, that's kind of like my replicator throw idea. Throw them into a converter and you get steel, or you get this, yeah. or you get that. Like, that's 100% agree. Don't stop, yeah. just stop with those new currencies. Stop, go ahead and all those things in your inventory from like three years ago, tro- old trophies from the Borg and yeah, all that stuff. Broken data pads and whatever else is in yeah, there. Yeah, a lot of things that you can just throw into a replicator and convert into replicated tokens that can purchase other things. I that's it. We need a replicator. Yeah. All right. Uh, Steven Zarin, are you uh, are you hearing my voice? Do you have the ability to run the command? Is anybody Do the out thing, there? Julie. Does anyone have a 175 sided dice? Roll that beautiful <laughs> bean footage. Uh, <laughs> I, I I dropped a quote. No one no one is a uh, no one's a uh, Cora fan avatar. Cora. No. Cora. Oh. Oh no! <laughs> Wait a second, Stevens, Aaron, you have all the all the things. How can you not use this command? <laughs> uh, thank you, Blue Mandalorian. Uh, there's a there's a in in a show. Oh no, nobody can do it. Yes, that well, that's old school. Uh, that's old school. Uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender. Um, no, there was this, uh, there was a guy and he had an assistant and instead of giving the assistant actual detailed instructions, he would go, Julie, Julie, do the thing. And Julie would know exactly what she needed to go do. Um, so, uh, let's see. I, I don't know when the spam was reset. I don't, I don't want to give away something from there. Um, 
Uh, let's see. Think of a number from one to one hundred and seventy-three. <laughs> <laughs> and how do we determine what the list is? When I stop counting, okay, I got it. Answering in chat. <laughs> no, no, I am not counting through the people on the on the stage ever again. Been <laughs> there, done that. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, I guess. See, there you go. That's that's the guy. That's the guy. That's a uh, that's a great picture right there. Um, that's not that's Tony Stark. That is yeah. Tony Stark, with, but it's the guy from Legend of Korra. That's his face over overlaid over top. Nice. Um, anyway, uh, so evidently, I can't give away anything. Uh, I'm going to blame uh, DJ. I'm going to blame DJ, who is currently on a drink on a beach, drinking his 14th mai tai. I believe you can always PayPal somebody 20 bucks. Just uh, just randomly pick a person. Give him a a battle pass. You know he will. Well, if I'm going to do that, I'm actually going to go all the way back up here, and I'm going to pick the person who had the uh, answer correct first, and that's Pipwald. Pipwald had the answer correct first uh, uh, for what was the level of Rator. So, Pipwald, you are... If I'm going to pick someone, I'm going to pick someone based on merit. So, um, I'm going to go Pipwald. You get... uh, You will get an award... Uh, to be determined. Uh, why, why would you want to do that? <laughs> <laughs> it should be random. <laughs> oh, sorry, Stony dude. You, you, you'll win an award before I will. Um, still didn't get my battle pass. Um, I didn't get mine from Oliver either. <laughs> just saying. Oliver, Oliver's slack, and he needs to pay up those battle passes for sure. Um, I got mine. All right. <laughs> I see. I see. Stevens Aaron beginning to type. I wonder if he's got one more attempt in him. Contest pick. Oh no. Oh no. Okay. <laughs> he's like, nope. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> All righty then. So, uh, everyone, uh, I, any last closing thoughts from the panel, Mark? So that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> Can we do this again next week? <laughs> Absolutely. I think actually I think we have a few Sundays we might be doing this. I don't know if it'll be next week, but uh, uh DJ evidently not. has like uh seventeen weeks of uh of vacation time he's using this summer. So nice. um, beatboxing the in beatboxing the intro. About time he's getting away. <laughs> uh yeah, we'll get we'll get someone to sing for the next show. It just won't be me. Uh <laughs> Trader, Trader last thoughts. I have said everything I care to say. They can do better and they should do better. Completely agree. Karkin. Fix the bugs. Everything else will fall into place. No, no, no. Um, Dr. GB, Dr. GB, let me tell you that if I started singing, I would shatter windows and all of the dogs in your neighborhood would revolt. So I will refrain from singing. And I'm sorry, Karkin. join in and they'd love it. Well, how do you sing in in Klingon? They'd be like, (laughs) we finally found our lead singer. So the extent the extent of the singing I will do on the show is what I did when DJ was testing his uh, his new soundboard setup. So, <laughs> row, row, row your boat, was it? No, no, it was uh, it was from the Muppets. It was our Sesame Street, I think. It was uh, uh, oh, no. one, two, three, four, five, six, no. seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. <laughs> wow, <laughs> nice, very good, Bubba Joe. That was Thank good. You. It brought me back actually instantly. <laughs> I was dialed again. So, um, 
Handy, any final thoughts? Thanks for coming up today. I, I mean, I think everybody pretty much covered it. I, the only thing I would kind of add is I really would love to see him fix PvP. I know, and then I understand how it's not part of what you're trying to do, but... what. You know, I think that's a really valid thing that we can talk about. Um, I think we're going to get some very good data, uh, if it works, uh, from incursions of PvP that people enjoyed and PvP people didn't enjoy. And so I think that that might be the right time to have that conversation. And like I said, there will be more podcasts where we're going to have kind of open floor to discuss something. I would love to dedicate a show to talking about what are the flaws and how can we address PvP? What are the things, we, if we ran the world, or at least the STFC right. world, what would we do to fix PvP? And I would love to have that conversation. I, I would love to hear what people think would get them out of turtle mode. Like when you have a server-wide PvP where anybody can hit anybody on anything and get points, like what's going to bring you out of your shell? Nothing. I would love to hear. Nothing. Defending nothing. a friend. That event is nothing. Uh, oh, my buddy didn't shield. Now I got to defend him. Yeah, you know, we're all in nice alliances. Little... We know how it works. There's the two people that'll actually show up and try to defend, and then the rest will pretend it's not happening. Yeah, but if it's for points, and you know the other server is getting higher because of this, are you going to step it up and Nobody cares. stop it from happening? See, that, that's that's no, but... the thing about this game. There is a contingent of people... This is way off topic, and I'm sorry, Bubba Joe. I know you want to okay. get off of here. We'll, we'll give it a few minutes. We can go. I, I like to PvP, right? I could care less about this event. I could care less if Server 10 wins. I mean, I just don't care. I don't have an investment in the outcome. I don't see it as being a worthy investment of my time or my resources. You don't there want the research slash building speed increase buff that you're going to uh, get if you win? No, I don't care. Uh, I, I don't still care. maintain that if it paid well enough that people would care. I still think that they could do it. They could figure it out. They would have to pay more. This is my opinion. They would have to pay more than Scopely will ever be willing to pay. Understanding yeah. how they've awarded events so far. They will never pay players what it will take to... But PvP is the main driving force to get people to spend money in this game and level up and really get engaged. No, no. no. P- it's not PvP. It's not PvP. Well, it's, communi- it's community. It's war. It's war. Uh, My server has a perpetual war that's been going on since basically it was founded. The only people that spend on my server are the people involved in the war. Right, Nobody but what are, what's cares. the cause of a war? A cause of a war, nine times out of ten, is some PvP thing. No. The, ca- the, cause of the, the cause of the war on my server is people engaged Traitor looked in, at someone cross-eyed. In tiny... In, <clears throat> what, I, what I refer to as TPS <laughs> syndrome, um, which is a syndrome that affects males, um, you know, who have... Uh, how shall I say this so I won't get censored? Who have... <laughs> Uh, confidence issues. That's how our war started, and it's not going to end because of that. So, okay, I'll, I'll give you that. Blue Mandalorian is exactly right, and since I don't have one of those, I'm not afflicted with that particular virus, so I don't care. And one admiral I mean, insulted the other one's mother. So. Yeah, probably more or less. It's just TPS. <laughs> I call him a fireman. 
All right. So with that, uh, we're going to call it. Uh, thank you all for coming and listening. I always appreciate the audience. 171 of you stuck until the end. Uh, I hope you appreciated this. I know some people really wanted to get into get rid of this or do this or, you know, change the way that this engineering thing works. And I, I hear you. I, I don't know that that's something we're going to win as a player community. Um, I think that we do can ask Scopely to try and check some of these other things to make, even if an arc is going to launch new, uh, new features that don't work or new things, new hooks that aren't going to score correctly the first time, avoiding these very basic pain points, uh, I think just makes an arc better, uh, regardless of what the arc's going to have. All right. Uh, so with that, thank you all for coming in. Uh, I don't have the list of uh, pa- uh, Patreons. Patreons, not patrons. Are they patrons of the Patreon? It's, well, it's I'll, I'll get back to you on that. Yes. The, uh, so <laughs> thank you all very much for listening in. Uh, and if you want to contribute, you can go to uh, the website, TalkingTrekSTFC.com. Thank you very much. Uh, and you can uh, And you can find the resources there and sign up for the uh, Patreon if you would like. So Thank you very much, and uh, everyone have a wonderful afternoon. Yay! Bye, everybody!